Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Well, hello and welcome into the solar business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Melissa Hyak and joining me on the line today to talk about how the shortage of project professionals could impact the growth of businesses and the global economy as well as how to close the talent gap is Mr. Ben Breen, the Project Management Institute's Global Head of Construction and Managing Director of Asia Pacific. Hello, Ben, and welcome to the show. Hi, Melissa. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, okay, I, I found a study, a 2020 study by U.S. consultancy uh, based in Cincinnati uh, that found that project managers are the most misused, misunderstood, and undervalued of all delivery roles. Now, I gather that the study was done on Americans, uh, you know, given that it's a U.S. consultancy. Is that in line with what you've seen in this part of the world? Yeah, I'm not actually familiar with that study, but I would have to say that it, uh, it rings true. Um, I I do certainly think that project management is it's often overlooked and, and underestimated as to you know, what value project managers can bring. Right. And what kind of, you know, given what you've said, what kind of value can professionally trained project managers bring to the table? Well, I, I think, you know, project managers really, in simple terms, they get things done. So, you know, the role varies a lot depending on whether it's a, a small scale project, like delivering a, an element of a software program, or it could be something a lot more significant like you know building the Great Wall of China. I think you know regardless of the type of project, the role is really to to deliver you know a certain scope of work and a predetermined outcome over a period of time. So I think project managers who do have the prerequisite um, skills and training are absolutely able to add a lot of value to you know, the, the success of the projects. Mm. There's a tendency, actually, for certain organ- for some organisations at least, right, to just put you know, what they think or who they think is a capable person to do the job without the requisite, without any sort of proper project management training. Yes. Is that... that- I mean, that is very yeah, common. Yeah, so, so um, what can, you know, why, why should they be properly trained? I mean, if you have a very capable person, great at the job that whatever they are doing uh, in their portfolio, do, why do we really need them to be properly trained or why do we need professional project managers? Yeah, I think first of all, there are, yeah, we call those project managers accidental project managers. So you know, they're doing the role of what I just mentioned before, but they, they don't have the right skill sets. Um, it's very common. I like to refer to a, a cartoon that I saw where a person was sitting in a tattoo parlor and they were looking at the picture of a, you know, a brave lion in front of them. And then the tattoo artist was just finishing up and uh, it looks more like a timid cat. You know? mm, so, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to make sure that the, the right, the people have the right skills to deliver what they're there to deliver. Um, so we do feel that we, we can work with those accidental project managers mm-hmm. at any level, you know, so mm-hmm. certainly from really basic knowledge of project management through to career-defining professional project management, we can work with them uh, across all that spectrum. Mm. What kind specifically, what kind of skill sets are we talking about and competencies? I I think traditionally it's always been, you know, things like creating a schedule or, um, you know, risk management on projects or critical path analysis. But all of those things uh, are not known to the accidental project managers. Um, And they have also become quite, uh, you know, par for the course. So more recently, we're seeing skills like collaborative leadership or strategic thinking or creative problem solving as 
some of the key skills that are really required. Mm. So the project manager sounds like it is not just a coordinator. Uh, definitely not. You know, they're, they're delivering projects from you know start to finish. Not only are they there to to coordinate, and that is part of the role, mm-hmm. but they're there to put their own uh, knowledge and skill sets into a situation. So you can't just be the typical postman. Uh, someone tells you this and then you pass it on. You need to be able to add value to each process and and then that helps in, in delivering a successful outcome. Yes, I've been told actually in the selection of project managers or people to be in charge of project management, the EQ, uh, emotional quotient, is, is actually one of the key requisites. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's becoming more and more important. Um, you know, things like empathy is, is such an important skill now. Um, you know, listening skills. Uh, these are all what we used to call the soft skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now calling them the power skills because mm. they are the things that you need in mm. order to, to have a significant impact. Mm-hmm. And I've, soft skills are important, but I understand that, you know, being, being a project manager, you actually have to go to the different um, sub, what do you call that? What, what do you call them? You know, under, under a project, you have a lot of, especially if it's a, uh, how would you say, it's an interdepartmental sort of project, you would need to go yes. prod all the different departments, right? And you have to have a certain level of empowerment that's right. Yeah, that, that's all, you know, part of sort of stakeholder management and, and that relationship goes both ways where you do need to be empowered, but the, the uh, stakeholders, whether that's the, the, the clients or, or uh, customer, that, you know, they need to trust you. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very important that you have the right skills and, and experience to, to gain that trust. Mm. And then that will really set you up for for a much more successful project. Yes, in some companies that I've uh, worked with, I've noticed that you know they often put a person who is perhaps lower mid level uh, uh, manager to handle the project, and and oftentimes they have to go chase up after you know the sub owners of the different aspects of the projects, who could be like the CFO, mm. who could be the CRO or the CIO, and oftentimes they find that they can't do their job properly because they feel that they are completely outranked and as a result you know those aspects of the projects actually fall behind yeah again that that is quite common uh, unfortunately because of financial pressures quite often um, projects will be won at very low margins so quite often companies will start off with uh, you know the senior management involved but then they will they will pull out and and leave it to the more junior project managers now that can work if they're not totally pulling out and they still provide the support that they need and the guidance mm. that they need mm. plus the project manager has the right skills and, and um, you know that that baseline to enable them to uh, to be successful as well mm. so how would you how would you say um, not having the properly empowered or experienced or, or trained uh, project managers and and not having the right attitude towards project management how would all these impact businesses uh, it's definitely definitely Detrimental um, w- without that level of empowerment, without that uh, you know upskilling of employees to get them to the level that they need to be, um, you know the, the projects just will not be successful. And unfortunately, it is quite common, which is why you see a high failure rate with projects. So that's exactly what we're we're trying to address. Mm. That study by PMI, um, Project Management Institute, found that by the year 2030, which is actually just less than eight years, well, about eight years from now, 2.3 million project managers will be needed globally, right, to fill um, the roles. Um, where do we stand now in meeting that demand? Yeah, so that report, it's called the Talent Gap Report that mm-hmm. PMI released 
released in, in 2021. So that also wasn't very long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, what we have seen is it's very clear there's a response from organisations toward capability development. So that's really encouraging. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of organisations are coming to us and saying one of, the, one of the main issues they're having is attraction and retention of talent. Uh, people are now jumping around a little bit more and, and mm-hmm. finding newer opportunities at, at potentially higher salaries. Um, so it's really important to engage with your employees to um, give them the right um, skills, not only now, but in the future. So you're mapping the, the careers for them. And the other thing, apart from directly what PMI is doing, we have uh, chapters like the, the Singapore PMI chapter, mm-hmm. um, who are volunteers representing us um, and their community has really been growing as well. Mm. Um, and, and they actively work in the region um, uh, on all sorts of different initiatives to take project management skills to a, a newer audience um, and just to grow the, the awareness overall in, in the industries. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you could spell it out for us. I mean, a lot of people think, okay, I'm not doing my managing my projects well uh, in my company. You know, that's all that's going to matter too, which is my own organisation. But I understand that the study actually also found that we're looking at a potential loss or in global GDP if the jobs don't go properly filled or, you know, if the jobs go completely unfilled. Looking at a loss of something like, what, $345 billion, of which about 7% would be in the Asia-Pacific region. Yeah, that's right. They're they're huge numbers. Um, And so if you look at that 7% or around $24 billion in Asia-Pacific, you know, imagine what we can do to avoid that by upskilling people and, and making sure that the, the projects are being delivered properly. So, you know, there's sectors like manufacturing and, and construction make up mm. more than 70% mm. of that. And the second largest group is probably in finance and, and insurance. Um, so they are startling numbers. And some of the studies from, say, the Asian Development Bank, uh, they estimate that Asia alone needs to invest about $1.7 trillion each year until 2030 just to you know, maintain that growth momentum, to, to right. tackle poverty and respond to climate change. So it, it, they're certainly alarming numbers and it's things that you know, PMI uh, can help to avoid. Mm. And I suppose the last two years of the pandemic, did it help or not, <laughs> the project management sector? I was going to just assume <laughs> that it would not have been a good thing for, for, for the sector, but you know, would I be correct in, in that assumption? Actually, you are. Well, it's partially true. So we we have seen that because people have been working from home, they do have more time on their hands. So I I think PMI has become even busier than ever with Mm -hmm. um, meeting the needs of people who are saying, okay, you know, COVID has hit, our world has changed. We we know that there are new and larger impacts that that are happening all around the world and and we need to be ready. So I think that has almost shocked people into saying, right, let's do something about it. So it's also, I think, really shown the importance of skills like communication and and collaboration that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And so people know that if they are doing the courses that give them those levels of skills, then mm. they're, they're essentially future ready. Mm. And and I know that um, your study also showed that there are some companies that are already very much you know on track. Uh, they have prioritised project management as one of the top five areas to focus on, as your study found, right? Um, yes. What would you say?
say to those who actually have not yet um, invest in training up their own people or engaging, you know, a, a completely new, you know, headcount for project management? Yeah, it, it's clear from the studies that the companies that have invested in the training and, and capability development are the ones who have gone ahead and mm-hmm. and done well, and they've also been able to attract and retain the best talent, um, but also deliver more successful outcomes. So essentially, if you're you know staying still and um, not progressing, then you are falling behind because these other companies are really starting to find new ways of working that are mm. a lot more effective and, and mm. efficient. Mm. And what should they be looking out for uh, in terms of uh, getting somebody for th- the project management role? Um, look, they, they need to, you know, the best is that, that they find somebody that has the right credentials, capabilities and, and experience, uh, but we know that's not always possible. Mm. Um, so it's important to find people who have the right sort of attitude okay. and they can work within the community of project managers to, to get better at what they do right. and, and that helps the companies. So I think that's the sort of people you need to, to watch out for. Okay, well, Ben Breen, Global Head of Construction and Managing Director of Asia Pacific for the Project Management Institute. Thank you for your time and Thank information. You, <laughs> uh, no problem at all. Thank you all the best uh, with helping to fill those uh, the gap, right, the talent gap in project management. And I've been speaking with Ben Breen, Global Head of Construction and Managing Director of Asia Pacific of the Project Management Institute. I'm Melissa Hyak for the Workday Afternoon and you are listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store. And that's a wrap for today's episode. But before I go, I've got something special to share with all of you. If you're into deep dives on thought-provoking topics and engaging conversations, do tune in to Chua Tien Tien's award-winning podcast, Under the Radar. It is a B2B segment focused on how a company assesses its business environment and how the firm finally performs financially. So please listen and follow our podcasts on the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Lin Li Fu, and you're listening to Money FM 89.3.